between the music of the Punjab and the West. Have a listen. This week on the Corona Bloody Virus Extraordinary Episodes of Light on Leeds, I am very honoured to have Satnam Galsian come and speak to me. Hello, Satnam. Hi, Hazel. Thank you very much for agreeing to talk to me today. Satnam, can you tell me a little bit about Kanara, what it is and how it came about and what does the name mean? Yep, so Kanara is... Um... Is, is three of us, so we're a trio based in Leeds, obviously. Um, we're a kind of cross-genre um, band, and um, we use a lot of Punjabi influences. So when I set the band up back in 2018, my um, thinking behind it was that because of my love for Punjabi songs, um, I wanted to make Punjabi songs and Punjabi folk more accessible to a wider audience. Um, And I always had a love for like cross-genre music. So that was the thinking behind Kinara. And um, Kinara means the edge, but more literally, it's the edge of the river where the water meets the land. Oh, that's that's a great name. Thank you. And so when you started Kinara, were you by yourself or did you start as a trio? So it was myself and John to start with. So John Hogg plays guitar. Um, We actually met um, quite a long time ago when we were both studying um, classical Indian music at Leeds College of Music. Um, And uh, Simon, we um, managed to meet through through another person that I knew. So, yeah, Simon wasn't there originally, but um, there was no one else really. So, <laughs> and is, yeah. is it quite is it quite difficult to find musicians that have an understanding of Punjab music? Um, it it, it was, but um, like Simon hasn't had experience of Indian music before. Like he's heard it and things, but never played along. But um, John and I, obviously, as I said, already were studying. Yeah classical Indian music together however when I set up Kinara um that wasn't them like really important to me because obviously I bring the Punjabi um aspect to Kinara and I wanted it to be a mixture of things I didn't want it to sound typically Punjabi right yeah because like you said it's a, it's a fusion yeah yeah I didn't want it to like because obviously like you can you know hear music that you know there's someone singing in like a south asian language and the instruments are western but still playing similar to how an indian instrument would sound and that's not what i wanted for for kinara i wanted it to be you know different flavors from different places yeah and has it been very important to you to be making music that still has links to your punjabi heritage um yeah it has um so Obviously, my background, you know, I am from a Punjabi family. Um, so I have a love for that that music. Um, and, you know, so I, you know, I identify with my Punjabi heritage, but I was also born and brought up in Leeds. So 
that is also important to me to kind of, yeah. you know, bring out the, both of those in my singing and my identity, I suppose, as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Perfect fusion. Yeah. Yeah. And have you have you have you always performed Satnam? Is that something that's always been part of your um, sort of day to day life? Um, yes, it has. So um, I started off um, doing like Sikh like religious singing, which is called Kirtan. So I started off doing that when I was very young um, for a number of years, um, and I used to sing like at the Ramgriya Gurdwara every Sunday. Yeah. Um, and then, as I said, when I was 16, um, I went on to start learning classical Indian music um, at the College of Music. And then I did a degree in classical Indian singing as well at um, Birmingham Conservatoire. So yeah. all through that time, I've been I was performing. And after I finished my degree, I performed um, and toured with a Kathak dance company for a number of years as well. Wow. Um, yeah, that was really exciting. I used to love doing that and being on the move and going to different places. Um, and then, actually, I had a very long break from music um, just due to personal circumstances. So I got married and um, basically I wasn't allowed to continue with my career as such. Oh, wow. But, but is that because of, you, because of your marriage? Because of who you were married to, you weren't allowed to do that? Yeah, it was kind of, um, so sometimes with um, women who sing on stage, there's like, you know, people don't agree with that and they think it's bad, there's certain connotations, you know, that the woman is, you know, loose or whatever. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. So it wasn't seen as a respectable thing for me to be doing as a daughter-in-law. Um, so it was... Um, more acceptable at that point to get a job teaching so that's when I started teaching Indian music in schools for art forms yeah yeah and then um obviously I am I'm no longer married so um you know when I made the decision to to leave um I knew that music was something that I wanted to to do you know it that whole thing had never left me I no. think music becomes part of you when you're you know a musician so um you know it's something that I'd really missed um and obviously it's something that I wanted to come back to so that's what I've done brilliant good for you yeah. so how long was the period where you weren't performing at all it was <clears throat> about um nine nine to ten years so wow. quite a did long you, time. Did yeah. you find that very difficult or were you sort of trying to sort of fit into your family life and sort of, you know, putting that, that side of you to another, to the back of your mind? I think it was, a yeah, I think I did try to put it to the back of my mind. I missed it terribly. Um, you know, like performing is something that I love doing. So to to not be able to do that anymore was really, really difficult. And I think during that time, I I wasn't myself anymore. Yeah. Um, and I was, was not very happy either. But I did try to, you know, throw myself into kind of family life and, you know, raising my children. Um, yeah. But I think, obviously, you know, it wasn't um, 
it didn't work out let's just say that and um, yeah you know, I, I ended up leaving which was um four years ago and um yeah and I've just kind of come back into to kind of doing music again and um, so how did it feel the first time that you you know it must have been a very very difficult time for you and very traumatic um and was, then yeah. and then to find yourself free again to do the thing that you really enjoy doing did did that feel like a great feeling or was it was it a little bit daunting because it had been such a long time I think it, it it was a bit of both um you know I'm so grateful to have a second chance to come back into doing music again um so I was really happy to be doing what I wanted to and the first time we performed obviously I was very nervous um yeah but I think it's something that is part of me and, you know, I really enjoy doing it. So, you know, it's it's something that I want to do and, and I will do it now going forward. Yeah, good for you. I'm, and, and thank goodness that you are here doing it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm Like I said, I'm grateful every day for, you know, this opportunity again to be back doing what I love. Some people don't get that. Well, we're very glad to have you back doing Thank it. Thank you. <laughs> and do your do your children have an interest in music? Have you tried to impart some of your knowledge to them? So I haven't forced it upon them. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I think sometimes um, parents kind of force their children to to do things um, that they think you know is good for them. Yeah. Um, and music is great for children, don't get me wrong. But um, I think because of everything they'd been through, I haven't really tried to kind of say, no, you have to do this. Yeah, I wanted of course. it to be more organic. Um, yeah. So th- I have got, um, like, my eldest is learning piano and my youngest uh, was learning guitar as well. Um, oh, lovely. But, yeah. So, you know, try to keep music there, but I haven't forced them into Indian music or anything like that. <laughs> no yeah <laughs> oh good for you and so you so you got together in 2018 and so you must have had a, a good couple of years of performing and making music with each other before we hit the terrible time that we're in now yeah so um yeah 2018 we had our first performance um which was part of world on our doorstep um and then we we regularly practice so every week we get together pretty much to practice and then um so we've got like a good we had a good repertoire you know and um yeah and then when corona happened it was difficult because the thing is being a new band we were still establishing ourselves yeah so not being able to be out and about performing and kind of connecting with people has been difficult and trying to do everything on social media, mm-hmm. you know, is um, yeah, it's been it's it's not the same as as actually going out and meeting people and performing for people. Um, but we've tried, and uh, you know, when restrictions were lifted last year, that's when we, uh, you know, got together and recorded um, our EP. Um, Fantastic. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about the EP? Yeah, I can. So it's called Across the River. And um, it's um, a selection of folk songs. So three of them are folk songs from 
Punjab, and one is um, a traditional Irish song, which is "She Moved Through the Fair." Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so that that's our EP, and um, it was um, released last week on the sixteenth of April. How exciting! Yeah. So uh, it's been interesting. Like we've not seen each other since last year, um, but we've been having Zoom meetings and you know speaking on the phone, emailing. So we've like had to work to kind of put this together. When and did you enjoy the whole? Meeting. Sorry, yeah. Did you enjoy the whole recording process? Yeah, it was. Um, it was really good. Um, I've not done many recordings I am definitely more of a live performer um so it was quite a new experience for me not that I've never done anything but to do like our own music was was it was really good uh, and it was a tiring day as well <laughs> <laughs> yeah I can yeah. imagine <laughs> yeah and as things have opened are, are starting to very slowly unfurl and open up have you got plans for performing coming up? Yeah, we've got um, a couple of gigs already booked. Um, so one is in July and one in August. So they're just local gigs in Leeds, but um, they're at venues that we've played before and we do like going back. Um, so the first one is at um, Heart in Headingley on the oh, yeah. 13th of July, I think it is. And the second one's at Seven Arts on the 7th of August. Oh, lovely. I bet you can't wait. I can't wait. Honestly, it's been so long. <laughs> <laughs> and do your children ever come along and watch you perform or is it usually a little bit late for them? If if it's late, no, they can't come. Um, but uh, they've been a couple of times to, to see me perform. But um, yeah, usually they're at home. Uh, my youngest is really kind of, he's not good at sitting down for long periods of time. Uh, so, yeah, he ends up kind of causing trouble. So <laughs> I usually leave him at home, to be honest. <laughs> and how have they coped during lockdown? Have they coped quite well or has it been a difficult time? Have you had to do much sort of homeschooling and things like that? Oh, gosh. Homeschooling was like an epic fail. Um, so... <laughs> I was basically told that I'm the worst teacher ever. Um, <laughs> oh, no, I'm sure that yeah. can't be true. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it didn't quite go as planned. Uh, so that was during the first lockdown. And then this, like, um, in this year's lockdown in January, um, I think the schools were giving out more work. So more things, you know, like to guide parents. So that yeah. worked a little bit better. But trying to motivate the children at home to, you mm. know, learn is really difficult. It's not like, you know, it's not an environment they're used to having to do that in. Yeah. And I mean, they're used to paying attention to the teacher in a different way, I imagine, than they would do the parent. Absolutely. I mean, at the best of times, you know, children often play up with their parents and don't listen to them. So trying to get them to sit down and learn about something is really hard. Have they enjoyed getting back to school? Yes, they have. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and I bet you have as well. Absolutely. I couldn't wait. And that sounds so <laughs> awful. But um, I think, you know, you, you need time to yourself as well. Yeah, of so, course you do. Yeah. Yeah. And it's such a lot of pressure. Like you said, it's, it's such a lot of pressure on parents. I'm so glad that my son's not of school age because, I mean, I remember what he was like 
in ordinary times trying to get him to do his school work was difficult but mm. having him at home all day and having him to do all those exercises I think would have been yeah very tough so I've yeah. got a lot of um a lot of respect for all of you parents that had to do that yeah it was very hard especially with two of them like both at yeah. different ages and different schools and yeah it was hard <laughs> Yeah, and sometimes different systems as well for logging in and that kind of thing. I bet that was all quite stressful. Yeah, like I think obviously this this whole, you know, pandemic has forced people to do things in different ways and have to learn about doing things in different ways as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And Satnam, you said that you have lived in Leeds all of your life. Mm Mm-hmm which means that you are completely qualified to answer the three questions that I ask every guest. The first one being, what would you say is great about the city of Leeds? Okay, so, you know, slightly biased, but I am going to say the Leeds music scene. (laughs) Um, You know, I I love it. Um, I think I wasn't really on the Leeds music scene before, I got married um, because I was touring with the dance company and they were based in Birmingham where I studied. Um, So, you know, now that I am based here, coming back into into the Leeds music scene, I've just found it like everyone's so welcoming and so friendly and, um, you know, it's been great. So, yeah. Oh, that's a good answer. And if you had to choose something that you think was not so great about the city, what would it be? Okay, so this one, again, I'm probably biased and I can't really compare it with anywhere else. But I would say that the the allocation system for schools is ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I had a right, um, you know, it was um, a horrible time trying to find a high school for my eldest child um so that's why I've given that answer and the appeal <laughs> process was awful as well so yeah and did you manage to get it all sorted out in the end I didn't get him into the school that I wanted him into uh get into sorry and um for a while um because I wasn't happy with the school that he had been allocated I actually extended my homeschooling um glutton for punishment that I am by another like month or so until I could get him into a school that that he was happy with and I was happy with so oh good and I'm he's good and you and you are both happy he yeah 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 good I'm glad to hear it (laughs) and if somebody had been a resident of Leeds for a very long time Mm -hmm. would you be able to tell them about something that you would consider to be a hidden gem that they might never have heard of See, this this is the one that I, I struggled with <laughs> when I saw <laughs> these questions. Um, but I am going to say, um, and it's probably not really a hidden gem, but I'm going to say Gledhowell Valley Woods. Um, yeah. It's so nice and peaceful, and particularly I like being near the water Yeah. Um, down there. And, you know, there's some swans and ducks and things as well. But it's really pretty, really scenic and beautiful um and it's you know like you don't think that the water's there from the road you can't see it so yeah it's nice so it's a nice surprise when you find it I think so yeah well that's a lovely one and Satnam what will you be doing with the rest of your afternoon 
Oh gosh, I've got to go actually visit my grandparents, so that's what I'll be doing later. Oh, I lovely! Well, please. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what summoning you to go and see them? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, please do say hello to them from me. Oh, I will do. And um, I'm very much looking forward to um, seeing you play live. I can't wait to get out and about again myself and actually meet people in real life instead of yeah. over an internet connection. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, we always feature a song on the podcast by a Leeds-based musician or artist, which of course you are, and you are going to play a song from your EP. Can you tell me what it's called and just a little bit about it for everyone to hear? Yep, I can. So it's called Lang Aja. Um, it's a Punjabi folk song and it's asking someone to um, come across the river. So hence where our EP name comes from. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, Lang Aja uh, is asking oh, someone lovely. to come across the river. And um, yeah, it's a woman. It's from a woman's perspective. Um, she's feeling a bit kind of um, neglected by her other half um and that's what this song's about oh well that sounds like a lovely song i'm looking forward (laughs) to hearing it i'm sure everybody else is too best of luck to kanara and um please send on my best wishes to your other band members i will and um i can't wait to get out and see you and i will put links in the podcast notes of your website and all different ways that people can hear and a link to your Bandcamp page so that people can um, download the ep and listen to it for themselves oh fantastic that's great thank you thank you so much satnam and i'll speak to you soon yeah thank you for having me it was fabulous to speak to Satnam, and I'm sure you'll love the featured track by Kanara, which is Lang Arja from their EP Across the River. Please do check out the podcast notes where there will be links so that you can hear more about all of the great stuff that Kanara do. Speak soon. Bye bye.